You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Hello and welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral with me, Steve Sidwell, and of course the main man, Joe Cole. Joining us today is a man I know very well, going back to our Arsenal Academy days, probably playing in one of the greatest youth teams in the club's history. Um, he's since gone on to play for a total of 12 clubs, having stints in Serie A, the J1 League in Japan, and the Thai Premier League. A great character, what a player. It is my pleasure to introduce <laughs> the one and only Jay Bothroyd. Nice to meet you guys. Again. Jay, right? <laughs> Legend. And we go back further. Me and Jay played for Camden Island in probably, I'm going to go, I'm going to say it, that's the best team I've ever played in. We didn't lose a game for three, three four years. years. Yeah. We just three years. How, how old was you both there? 12? 11? Yeah, yeah. 12, yeah. So me, Jay, uh, John Halls. Yeah, Halls, uh, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. well. Uh, went on to be international male model. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Wright, he went QP. Daniel now. Wright, Bino, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Alan so, Dunn played. Alan was Dunn, this, Was yeah. this uh, Borough? Was this Borough? Or yeah, district school. team. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jay, was, Jay was like... Mate, he's never had it so good. I was just supplying him with goals left, right, and centre. <laughs> I, I lost count, mate. I thought I scored about 80 goals in a season. <laughs> I was going like eight, nine in one game. Yeah, it was wow. ridiculous. Mate, it was amazing. Let's go back to the Arsenal days. Um, my first memory, my first memory of Jay. I need to hear this. Was, um, <laughs> no, my first memory of Jay, apart from that little moustache, he was doing Movember back in the day when was, right? But he was only young, that's about 12, 13. Yeah, look at me, I'm getting no growth now. I, uh, <laughs> We, we played a game and it must be about 13, 14 and I was playing in midfield, Jay was in front, I remember giving him the ball, he's turned and he's hit this shot and the keepers had no chance. It weren't stacky because if it was stacky he'd have gone through with his head. Right? <laughs> and it's gone top corner and I was like, wow, that's, that was powerful. So um, next time, gets it, turns, he has this shot. You know when the keepers try and like catch it, like catch one and then one's yeah, in the midriff. Anyway, he tried to catch his one, his keeper, and it was though Mike Tyson just gone bang <laughs> and like hit his keeper. The sound on the pitch as well, and I go as far as saying that he probably had the most powerful yeah. left foot in football, yeah. or, or the most powerful strike. I'd say, even yeah. going throughout my career. Yeah. I mean, that was at thirteen, fourteen, and I remember mm. I remember going, coming off the pitch and me, my old man going. God, he was a big lump up front. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, Dad. he was tall, you get called a big lump. And I hated that. Yeah. I was like, Dad, do you see his shot? And he was like, mate, he could shoot like a man. <laughs> do you know what I remember from... I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember when we was playing for Islington? Because everyone, because Jay's massive, everyone thinks I would throw it forward, Jay will head it. Mm. Jay didn't like to nah. do that. But I remember when you'd done your teeth. Yeah, 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 I do remember your, that. Knocked your teeth That's out. why my gap's bigger now. Like, you knocked, was it not Honestly, yeah. So something? I went to head it, and some geezer just, like, tried to do an overhead kick. Yeah. And I remember, like, I was dazed. Yeah. But then I, I held my mouth, and I couldn't feel my front teeth, because they were, like, push, pushed back, back and, yeah. to the top yeah. of my mouth. And straight away, obviously, I went to the. Yeah. the, the I don't think you headed it after that. No. For about three he, years. He never. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> you never headed a ball Arsenal as long as we was there, mate. But uh, you know what? To be honest, before um, Wenger came, <clears throat> Don Given was trying to make me into that kind of target man, yeah. and I hated it. Yeah, yeah. You know, get seconds and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, when Wenger you. came, yeah, when Wenger came, it was perfect for me because I was yeah. like, he didn't, he didn't even want us to practice overhead height yeah, passing yeah. the ball. Yeah. You know, so it was great. Al, Al, you've team. Days. I mean, I sit at the top of the show. We was we was unbelievable. We was yeah. you know one of the top teams around. Obviously, we had big characters: Pennant, mm. Graham Stack, mm. David Noble. Um, how fondly do you look back on them on them days? I was saying to Joe just now, like for me, I, like you said, I've been at like twelve clubs, but 
you know, the Arsenal youth team that I grew up with is mm. kind of like, I love those guys. I love you guys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that. That's how close we was. Yeah. Like we done everything. They were all first. Like we went on our first boys' holiday. We, like I said, we had our first argument in a nightclub. We, you know, we done everything, and you know that's what I cherish more than anything. I've met loads of footballers, you know, throughout the years, and as you know, I'm not going to say I don't like them. You know, they are people that I would, you know, get acquainted with and speak to and everything and be polite to, but yeah. they're not someone that I would regard as my close friends. Like. You know, Graham Stack is my, you know, yeah. my, you know, is godson to my, you know, kid. I mean, godfather to my kids. So, you know, that's how close I, you know, yeah. I hold them in regards to me. Well, like for the for the people listening, like the youth team experience, because you're young men all trying to change your lives, trying to, yeah. and that, it's a shared experience. It is like you do feel closer to them. You never, never like. I sort of, I really missed that the youth team. Year. Yeah. Although I played in the youth cup. Yeah. I literally went straight from school Deliberate. and Harry had me straight into the, yeah, the yeah. first team. So like bypassed it. Yeah, so it was only you've done the Rabona kick in the UK yeah. final and that was it. So you yeah. were yeah. after the Lillishaw boys though, weren't you? Yeah, and getting yeah. that did some yeah. close to them boys now, they they still um like Danny Weber and Leon Mike and, and, and all them boys, but um yeah, like so you do it you do bring you together because it's such a unique experience, isn't it? Mm. Trying to yeah. become a footballer. Well, you, was, you was one of the first ones from, from that group that went and trained with the first team. So what was it like going out there on that training pitch for the first couple of times with the Bergkamp, yeah, I remember your Henry's, you know, your, your Perez, you know, Tony Adams. What was it like? I mean, you know, like I, I was saying this before, like when I look at this Arsenal team now and I look at it back then, yeah. right? And I remember, like, I you, you remember, we used to sit on the corner of the Arsenal, the, the training pitch and just like watch these players and mm. be like, and I want to, you know, emulate that career. I want to be like that. Mm. You know, now I, I don't think they would be thinking that I like Arsenal youth team. But I remember when I got called over for the first time. And I remember I went over, but I, I didn't go over feeling like nervous or anything. I went over thinking like, I want to show these guys that I can, you know, I can play. Mm. And I don't even remember. But we that was your character, wasn't it? Yeah, that I just had that kind of confidence. It wasn't like, you know, I'm, I'm in awe of anyone because, you know, mm. If you had said to me back then, you know, are you better than, you know, Ronaldo R9? I would, I would have been like, yeah. Because I didn't want to diminish myself, my yeah. confidence, you know. Mm. Not, even but though he was better than me. You used to say that you was better than Shearer. I, didn't, I said Bergkamp. <laughs> 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 I remember saying that to Den. I said, I'm going to take that number 10 shirt off you one day. And he was laughing. And then, I know Ray Parley used to get on it and start like, you know, <laughs> causing, causing trouble. But um, yeah, I remember when I went over and I just, uh, you know, to be fair, they all welcomed me and they just said like, I remember Pat Rice just saying to me, listen, you're here on merit. Yeah. Um, I don't want, you know, I want you to act the way you do with the youth team, you know, call mm. the ball, you know, demand things the way you would. And, you know, I really enjoyed it. And I remember, like, he used to, like, I used to go back and forth. And then like, a few other mm. boys started coming, like Pennant, Noves came as well. Yeah. I remember Noves not making Patrick Vieira. Meaning was laughing. Patrick was just there, like, <laughs> like he wanted to kill Noves. Really? Yeah, and I just... Did he get yeah, him back? I don't know, probably. I can't remember that, but probably. Because, right. you know, they were... I think the good thing at Arsenal at that time was that even though we was really close we were still all in competition with each other. Because I remember, I don't know if you remember, Don Howe and Neil Banfield would be like, if two or three players come through, like, we're delighted with that yeah. as a club. Yeah, yeah You know, and yeah. I, no, most of us had a, a career in football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that was, that was fantastic. But um, I think, you know, like you said, that Arsenal youth team was amazing. I don't remember, I don't remember, I, I remember losing one game. Yeah. It was against Bristol, Bristol Rovers. Or Bristol City. Bristol City. It was oh. like, Pouring the rain, hailstones. The pitch was like that. 
We lost 5-0 five or something. 5-0, yeah. And then the next day, we was on a high boot running every flight of stairs yeah. mm. in the stadium. And then since then, I don't think we lost afterwards mm. against, you know. Mm. Why, why would you say that it didn't work out? I know, obviously, the, the, the first team was mm. excellent. But for you, was it down to the shirt incident in terms of throwing it at Donnell's face? Or, you know, what, what would you think it was a turning point of leaving Arsenal? Well, I think, first of all, you know, like I said to you earlier, like, I couldn't distinguish like my environment where I grew up mm-hmm. to then going to Arsenal. You know, for me, I was just kind of in between. So, like, I mean, you know how many fights like we almost got into, like, Halsey. Halsey was the same, to be fair. He yeah. was, like, a hothead. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, all, we, we was always arguing, but we got on really well, but we was always arguing. And I couldn't distinguish life from where I grew up to then go to Arsenal. So I was always what was like, like... What was like? Yeah, what I mean, was like, like, I went to Holloway up. Boys. Like, I mean, you you went to Aloysius, so you're around it. We went to yeah. Planet Market Road, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. the jungle. Like, yeah, there was like yeah, some yeah. real wrong-uns there. It was a, it's a rough part of It's a rough part of life. Yeah, yeah, so like, I was, I was, you know, I was going to school and there's like people that, I mean, I know now there's people like that murdered people, yeah. robbed people, wow. you know, carrying knives on them back then. And to me, it, it was like, you know, I couldn't... Be- I remember my first day at school. You know, I went into the PE block and some guy got hit in the head with a rounder's bat. And then, then I was like, Jesus. You know, and you kind of have to learn how to look after yourself. But then when I was going to Arsenal, it was kind of like you couldn't be that way. Right. And I think that's what held me back. I think I'm happy with everything I achieved in my career. Because, um, you know, when you start out, you want to play in the Premier League, yeah. you want to play for your country, you want to play in set- whatever. You want to earn good money and have a good living. Um but I know that if my attitude had been right, mm. I could have reached higher heights yeah. and played it, at a I'm much better see, level. Is there anything, looking back at the managers you've had, is there anything you think they could have could have said to you and it would have changed things? Or was it... Yeah, that's the only thing I would say. I think Arsenal could have handled it a bit better. Maybe they could have sent me to anger management. Yeah. Maybe they could have you know, made me speak to a therapist or something like that. Um, but well, it wasn't just, around then back then was it the, no it wasn't really and they, I think they just made an example of me more than anything but then what mm. annoyed me was is that I mean I know it's a you know, different calibre of player at the time but what annoyed me I remember seeing Patrick Vieira throw his shirt a few times mm. as captain just throw it on the floor mm. and I was thinking at the time well you know he's done it and he didn't really no one really made anything of it Yeah, yeah. and Wenger protected him you could have a fight on the pitch with Wenger and he would like put your hand, arm around yeah. you and say oh it's his yeah. fault yeah. you know at the time he, he just I think that they made an example of me, but I remember at the time I was like, yes, so what? I'm going to go. I'm one of the best forwards in the country. I'm going to get another club easily. Well, that's that's what you went on to, mm. to prove, really, because from there you went to Coventry yeah. uh, and your good form gets you a move to Perugia in, yeah. in Italy. So how, how did that come in? You're, you're at Coventry, you're playing well. How did that move come around going to Italy? I mean, to be honest, when I went to Coventry, it was amazing because um, Gordon Strachan was there and I spoke to him on the phone like when I was a kid and... I remember at the time, Robbie Keane was like amazing. Yeah. He was like setting the world yeah. alight. And he said, he was like, he, he was turning me on by talking about Robbie Keane, saying that, you know, I'm thinking about playing you two up front, you know, it's big and small, it'll be amazing and blah, blah, blah. So I went there really because I've seen Robbie Keane play and I'm thinking he's quality. Yeah. And, you know, about three weeks after I'm there, he leaves and goes to Inter Milan. Mm. So I'm like, man. And without being disrespectful to the Coventry players, you know, Arsenal, there's people that I aspired to. But once he left, it was like, there's no one I'm really looking at thinking, 
you know, I want to be like, if anything, they should be looking at me thinking that kid's like much better than me. That's the way I was thinking then. Yeah. You know, so I didn't really have no one that I could look up to that could give me guidance because I thought that I was the best player at the club. You know, at Arsenal, yeah. it wasn't like that. I had Kanu in front of me, Henri, mm. Anelka, yeah. Burkamp, you know, and then I, people like Vieira, all these players that were like real characters but had like amazing quality. Yeah. So you had to, you know, I could look up to those people and be like, you know, I want to take that from his game and put it in my game. Whereas I went to commentary and it wasn't quite like that. But it was still it was still an enjoyable time because then I met like P the Gary yeah, McSheffrey yeah, yeah. and they, there was a good like little youth yeah, bunch group. there as yeah, a good youth bunch there as well. I mean you lot beat them in the FA youth yeah, cup about yeah, yeah. ten yeah, nil and then yeah. we beat them like eight two or something yeah. like that. So there was a good little bunch there. But then the reason why I ended up leaving Coventry is because they had financial difficulties. Yeah. And they just said to me you know, we we want you to take a pay cut. And I was like, no, you know, I'd prefer you just to give me a free transfer. Mm. And that's why I ended up leaving. And then um, I went to Italy and my agent at the time, he was Italian, but for whatever reason, they, someone from that organisation, Perugia, um, watched the uh, FA Youth Cup. And he was like, you know, I like him. You know, would he, would he feel like coming to Serie A? And, the reason why I went there really is because, you know, I used to watch, um, is it Football Italia on Channel yeah. 4 with yeah, my yeah, dad, like yeah, every yeah. Sunday. I remember you always talking about Yeah, like, and I remember yeah. seeing like George Weir, Ronaldo, yeah. all these players, and I was Baggio. like, that's something that I really wow. want to do. I mean, I, I got all their shirts. I was swapping yeah. shirts every weekend. But um, that was why I went there, because I was like, I want to experience yeah. that. And when the opportunity came about, I was like, I need to go there. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that was a I was, really, really I was, good I was literally going to come on to that in terms of saying like you said there about Coventry not aspiring to anyone but you've gone to Italy you're playing in Serie A you're coming up against the names of Maldini Cafu Del Piero Sidic I mean Joe. what was it like to experience playing with them because at, at that time as well Coley Serie A was I'll be honest with you I think at that time that was the best league in the world. Like yeah, there was paying so the best. What was it like for you to come up and experience that as, as like in, in terms of cultural, not going, yeah. did, you, did you learn to speak Italian? Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, they, So you fully was, invested in going there as well? Yeah, I think Brilliant. when you go and play abroad, you have to immerse yourself yeah. in their culture. Yeah. Um, and even if you get it wrong, they appreciate that you're trying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I went there and did that. I knew that. And like I said, my agent was Italian. So he said to me that, you know, you kind of have to do that. So I did try and do that. The first the first like month or yeah six weeks were really difficult because all the f- people that could speak English weren't there. They had like an extended holiday. They was like playing for Australia, Greece, Nigeria mm-hmm. and all that. So I was there with the, all the Italian guys yeah. and not many of them spoke English. And we was like in the mountains in some small village where there was no English spoke. Yeah, yeah. So like I remember like I was calling home all the time. Then I got my phone bill and it was like about seven grand. And I was like, I'm not even earning this every week. So like, how am I going to pay for my phone bill? Wow, yeah. You know, so like, but at the time I just remember like crying myself to sleep. And, you know, the only thing that was like amazing for me was the football. That's what kind of got me through. Yeah. But then we came back to the city, which was really nice. And I remember the first game we played uh, against uh, Siena. And I scored in, in my first game, um, which was amazing. But the thing that really sticks out for me is I remember we played against AC Milan, the third okay. game of the season. And that week, I just remember, you know, playing winning 11 and all that. I mean, yeah. was it the Dulux and, yeah. and things on yeah. the Super Nintendo? And yeah. I'm like, all of a sudden now, I see them walk out and, you know, there's Cafu, there's Maldini, <laughs> there's Caladze, there's Pirlo, Gattuso, Kaka, wow. Shifter, all these people. And I'm like, I'm looking at them thinking... 
Who, whose shirt am I swapping with today? <laughs> <laughs> not, not the game. I'm thinking, who am I swapping shirts with today? And um, yeah, I remember like, as it started, I was just thinking like, this is an opportunity for me to like, see how good I actually am. Because, you know, mm. I talk a lot, but yeah. now is an opportunity that I'm playing against one of the best mid- defenders ever. Yeah. Um, so it's a chance for me to prove myself. And I think I think we drew the game like 1-1 or 0-0. Or no, no. And I remember like playing pretty well and I, um, I went up to Maldini after the game and I was like, you know, can I swap shirts with you? And he spoke English and he was like, yeah, no problem. He's wow. like, you played really well today and good luck and enjoy your time in Italy kind of thing. So I was like, you know, that's buzzing amazing. Yeah, I was buzzing. Brilliant. But Did I was, fathers give oh, you the, the, the yeah, recognition? Man, I mean, it was amazing. When I used to come back and like, go play football in the cage, and I used to wear it, mate, in front of my... <laughs> just <laughs> wear Maldini's shirt? Yeah, just to like show my friends, like I played against Maldini, <laughs> mate. <laughs> so in, in that team, you had um, Colonel Gaddafi's son. Uh, in that Prusa team what, did you strike up a, a friendship with him? I did because at the time, like I said we was in the mountains and then he came a, 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 to be fair he came about three weeks after so, and he could speak English yeah. so like I struck up a friendship with him because he was the only person that spoke my language um, but I never ex- the whole time I was with him mm-hmm. I never experienced like even a raised voice wow like mm-hmm. I never experienced none of that so when people talk about his family and I know that they're tyrants and they've done some yeah. atrocious things um, to the people in their country and you know other people but I never experienced that from him was you close to him? yeah I did get pretty close yeah. to him to be honest yeah I did like he like I said you know money to him was like fresh air like he used to just do things <laughs> that I'd be like really? like like what? Know, I, t- I told you like he, he said let's go shopping you know he sent me a private jet to take him to, to meet him in Milan I didn't even go on a jet with him um, we went shopping. Sending them out like Ubers, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's crazy. Like, he'd t- well, you he'd... thought you was going shopping down the, the local shops? And yeah, so like, he, 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 he said to me, he calls me. He says, oh, you know, do you want to do a bit of, you know, go shopping in, in town? I was like, yeah, all right then. Um, so like, he said, he said, I'm going to send my driver. So I was like, all right. He sends me his driver, comes and collects me. And then he starts driving and, and he's not going the way to town. So I'm like, you know, pairing around, I was like, excuse me, um, where are we going? It's, you know, it's the wrong way. And he just kind of looked at me like, like and you know, he's like, don't speak no English, that kind of thing. And I was like, where are we going? And then he, you know, I, you know, we end up at the airport and there's just like, it was literally one of those things where, you know, like ballers or entourage or stuff like that. Yeah. He just pulled up to the private jet and was like, I was like, what's going on? He's like, oh, you know, you're going shopping in Milan. I was like, wow. Oh, Okay, but he'd done... And he like, wasn't even there? He wasn't even at the airport. He, he was in Milan waiting. He's like, do you want to come shopping with me? And I was like, yeah. And then um, we actually went to a birthday party that night and that, that was where I met my wife. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I guess that that's thanks to him. Um, but he would do things like that all the time. You know, he'd rent like 100 foot yachts and, you know, say like, you know, take me around the south of France, Monaco, all that kind of stuff. So you've Docker. seen it all, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He used to carry like suitcases of money on him. You must have been thinking... From Holloway School to this, mate, I've cracked it. Yeah, I was—I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was you just said, like, did you say he carried suitcases of money? Suitcase. He, he's, <laughs> his entourage would carry suitcases of money. I'd be like, "Let me chip in, <laughs> <laughs> like, like fifty euros." He's like, that kind of thing. Cause I felt bad. I felt like I was always taking. Yeah. You know, he—he he would do things like. Uh, I remember there was one time. You know, when you make your debut in Italy, normally you have to take the whole team out and to pay for dinner, like for pizza or something. Yeah. He wanted to buy everyone a Mercedes. And I was like, are you sure about this? And he was like, wow. yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, I 
I don't think you should do that. And he was like, yeah. And he ordered like, I think about 30 Mercedes for everyone, staff, everyone. And uh, in the end, we didn't get it because I was I was talking them out of it, to be honest, because right. I thought that people are taking advantage of him. I don't yeah. really like... And then he ended up giving me an Escalade. So I was like, all right, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, then cool. You know, and, you know, he'd done things like that all the time that was just like, you know, it was outrageous, like, when, yeah. when, when you think yeah. about it. Um, what was he like as a player? No, he was terrible. <laughs> he was terrible. He was terrible. I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't even play me for your Sunday team. Really? Yeah, he was poor. But at the time, he had a... <laughs> That's not like you, though, because someone is poor on a pitch, you normally batter him, so... <laughs> I couldn't, no, mate. <laughs> no, but um, he, uh, I remember he, at the time, he had, uh, I think, a 5% stake in Juve, and he was doing a lot of business. Um, he, had a, he had a garage called Tamoil petrol and um he he couldn't play for Juve obviously and you know our chairman at the time was a bit mad and a bit cash strapped so he was like you know come here and play for us and you know at the time as much as it was the best league in the world mm. you know there was a bit of like corruption and you yeah. know that kind of stuff I, I and think there's always been that in, in Italy yeah I think yeah I think you're probably right but I remember that there would be like months where it'd be like you're not getting paid this month you know you have to wait for like till next month and I'm like I can't do that. I've got a bill to pay in England, you know. I've got a newborn son that I yeah. need to look look after, you know. Yeah. And then it would be like, you know, the players will get really upset and like maybe say we're not training then for a couple of days and mm. then the club would probably approach him and just say, can we borrow some money off you to pay the yeah. team? And he'd be like, yeah, no problem. Um, but he'd he done things like that. I remember one of his birthdays, he um, he, he flew he flew me and like some of the team that the players he got on with most to Cannes, he rented a house. At the time, he he, he um, paid for the Pussycat Dolls to come and perform in his house for the weekend. Like, <laughs> I was like, I got there and I'm seeing like the Pussycat Dolls like, oh, wow, what, what's going on here? And then, you know, he done things like that. He, I think <clears> he had one of the first Bugattis yeah. that, in the world at the time. But he, he's just done some things that you just think, when I speak about it, I said I could write a book about him. He just done so many things that was just like outrageous. But he gave me some really good memories that I can live yeah. with in my life. You know? Yeah, amazing. Are you, and are you still sort of friends with now, or would you keep in contact with him now? No, obviously not now. Like, obviously you got to, them days are gone. Yeah, them days are gone. But I, the last time I did see him was at the Dorchester. He phones me and is like, um, you know, come and see me. I'm at the Dorchester, so I go to his hotel room, and he's there. And I know he's masseuse. He's Canadian, yeah. and he's there. And I'm like, Where, where's where's Sadi then? He's not there again. And he's like, he's upstairs with Michael Jackson. Like, can I can I go up there and get his autograph and a photo or something? And he's like, no, no. He's, and then I open the door, and then he's just walking down the hallway, and he's like, oh, Jay, you know, blah blah blah. But he he just had some, you know, he's just had a crazy life. Yeah. What was what was the biggest thing that you took away from your spell in Italy? In general. Yeah. In general, I, I, I you know in, in England and Arsenal especially, you know, they always encourage you to try things. Mm. And, and try and express yourself and, you know, make your mistakes on the training field. Yeah. Um, so I kind of went to Italy thinking the same thing. But then when I was there, there was none of that. It was like train as you play. You know, there was a lot of weights and, you know, gym. I never went in the gym at all yeah. when I was yeah. at Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just like ball work. Even when I went in the gym, we was, yeah. me and Nobs, people like that, was just playing two-touch. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it, I never had that kind of mentality. So when I went there, I really got to see how important training was, diet was. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I think I took that from there 
and brought it back with me and right. it mm-hmm. kind of stayed with me yeah. throughout my, the rest of my career. So, so you come back, you have a few spells with different <clears> clubs and then yeah. you sign for Cardiff in yeah. 2008 and something just clicks. I mean, how, yeah. how would you associate your time with Cardiff? Because I mean, that you, was you one you of played, the best. You I didn't want to leave. If I say that now, I didn't, I didn't want to leave. But at the time, because I got my England cap, yeah. mm. I was thinking... This ain't gonna carry on if I'm in the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So I why, think, why did it click at Cardiff? What 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 happened? It was actually, to be honest, what clicked mentally for me was when I was at Wolves. <coughs> you know, I, I've mm. said it many times, and I, you know, I can't bother to badmouth yeah. people, but you know, I had a terrible time at Wolves, and yeah. you know, Mick was treating me in a way that was like just would make certain people go crazy if they mm. wasn't mentally tough. Right, you know, like, right, right. You know, just things like taking your squad number for you, making you get changed with a youth team, yeah, yeah. training with yourself. And I don't think you're even allowed to do that no more, but no, just you not. and the physio, you and the fitness coach just running around the pitch, Tony Daly at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember Gary Breen saying to yeah. me, I used to go in with him. Mm. He used to say to me, listen, you're probably not going to play again for this club, <clears throat> um, but use this difficult time as motivation for your next club. Mm. And he said, don't leave on his terms or the club's terms, leave on your terms. Yeah. Mm. So like, I kind of got that in my mind. And then my agent at the time, I remember he came round. So they were trying to force you out? Yeah, they were yeah. trying to force yeah. me yeah. out. Because right. at the time I was earning, you know, I was one of the highest paid players. Yeah. But he, he, he's mixed old school. So he would say to me, at the time I like had, you know, a nice car. He's like, I don't want you to drive that in. You know, it's kind of like, go, go into the canteen, take your cap off, don't wear jewellery. You know, that, and at the time I wanted to. You know, and, you know, for me, I wanted to, you know, when I look back at it, it's stupid because when you start earning money, you wasn't like that, or you, to be fair. I know you was, you, I know you was definitely smart. I, I remember like, you, I remember, with him? <laughs> no, no, I remember, I remember you, I remember I spoke to your dad one time and he was like, remember, always save half your salary. And I was like, but I'm earning £47 a week. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he started laughing as well, to be fair. But, um. So let, let, wait, let's let's go back to Cardiff, right? I know you leave, you leave Wolves on your term, yeah. And obviously, use that experience, but you're at Cardiff, you're playing well, yeah. And you get an England call up. You're in the Championship, is that right? You're playing yeah. for Cardiff, and you get an England call up. Did you what, did you what, see what that coming? Um, was it twenty twenty seventeen? I think no, no, no. Twenty sorry, two thousand eight, two thousand nine or ten, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you see a call up? Did you see a call up coming <laughs> three years ago? <laughs> but did you see a call up coming then when no, you were playing? No. Um, I mean, first of all, I went there thinking the first thing I need to do is make myself indispensable. And at the time, Terry Burton was there yeah. and he was at Arsenal yeah. and he'd done all the training. So I was thinking, this is perfect for me. No yeah. more heading the ball, mm. no more being a target man, no more yeah. running channels. Yeah. It was going to be passed through. And then I looked at the players that was there, Peter Whittenham, um, Steve McPhail, yeah. um, you know, nice like that. Nice passes of the ball. In yeah, head. yeah. So I was thinking, this is, this is good for me. Yeah. So I went down there and... Um, I remember the first game he put me in the bench, I think it was against Southampton or something like that. And I was upset. And then he said, don't worry, I'm just going to, you know, ease you in. I want you to like understand mm. the way we're going to play because you haven't played this way for a while. Yeah. And I was like, all right then. And then, you know, as time went on, I, I became regular. And then, you know, the second year, you know, the team was kind of built around me. Mm. Then the third year, it was the same, but then more better players were coming like Bellas. Bellas mm-hmm. coming was like a dream for me. Um, you know, yeah. Chops was really good. Me and him struck up a really good partnership. Um, and then I just remember I played one game and, and and Dave Jones said something like in the media, like, he's got the ability to play for England. And at the time, I just was like, whatever. But then it was in the Welsh news that he said that. 
And then things just seem to like happen really quick. All of a yeah. sudden, like, I think I scored like 15 goals in that season in like 17 games or something like that. And things just seem to like move really fast. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're in a preliminary squad. And I was just like delighted to be in a preliminary yeah. squad, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, man, the, you know, to get that recognition, I said, I probably won't play for England, but to get that recognition, and if I keep playing the way I do, when I go to the Premier League, Fabio Capella's manager, he's going to, you know, look yeah, at me yeah. like properly. And then, you know, the, the preliminary squad obviously gets cut down, doesn't it? And then I'm in the, the proper squad now. And I remember, because we went to watch, um, I think it was Aud- Audley Harrison against David Hay in Manchester. We played like scumfop away. And the manager goes to me, oh, um, I think his name's Franco Baldini. He's like yeah. right-hand man. Yeah, yeah. He just says to me, he's in, the, he's in the crowd watching the game. And I remember like my, now my heart's pumping. I'm like, shit, I've got to perform. Like this is this is the last opportunity before the squad gets yeah, announced, yeah. and I, I scored a couple of goals in that, and then we went to the to the uh, the boxing match, and I mm. just remember like I'm waiting, and my hands are sweating. I'm not even watching the fight really. I'm just thinking, am I going to get this call up now? Yeah. My hands are sweating, and then I just got a text. I thought I'd get a call. I just got yeah. a text. You're in the squad. Meet at the Grove tomorrow. And I remember like I just stood up and I was just like yeah, like shouted yeah. like because I was like so jubilant. I was like, man, I'm in the England squad. This is like like ridiculous and then I remember like they sent a car for me obviously and yeah. you know, I remember arriving at the hotel and I, I remember feeling like at that time I, I remember you know now I'm feeling nervous because yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Gerard was captain at the time and you know Rio well, was I there was injured, that. I, I, I yeah you wasn't well. there yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's what you want when you go to your first call you want to see I a local face there, because yeah. like, they can sort of get you involved yeah so that to be fair I was hoping that because I was thinking and then he was injured so I was like you know I, I've never met Stephen Gerrard before you know and to be fair he welcomed me he came he's like listen you know congratulations and call up you know he's showing me around took me to the kit get your bag yeah. took me to the room um, we're going to have lunch in about an hour and I remember at the time I had a really bad heel problem so I came down in flip flops and uh, he was like no 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 no, no. Go back upstairs, change. Who's manager, manager Stephen Gerrard. Oh wow! He's like manager hates it. You think you know it's like sh- mm, yeah. you're not serious about football. It's like you're on holiday. So I like run upstairs and I put my shoes on and my my Achilles is killing me. Um, but he he took me in there and I met all the boys and they they was really good to me. Yeah. Um, and they didn't make me feel like I was a championship player. They just made me feel like I was just yeah, you know, yeah. just part like a Premier League player. Yeah, yeah, part of the group. So I was like I felt really comfortable. But to play with that kind of quality was like amazing. And I was just like, you know, I had my eyes, to be honest, f- fixated on Steven Gerrard. Yeah, yeah. You know, because. Everyone I, that. Yeah, because I knew how good he was. And, you know, I don't know who it was. I remember in one training session, he fired a ball into someone, like, <coughs> from like I don't know, about <coughs> 10 yards. Mm. And he miscontrolled it and he kind of looked at him like, what kind of pass is that? Like to mm. Steven Gerrard. And. Stevie G was like, if you can't control that, you shouldn't be in the, you shouldn't be in the squad, wow. kind of thing. And I just remember thinking, man, that's like, the levels. That's the level, yeah. But I mean, I felt comfortable because I was always confident in my technique and my yeah. ability. But I mean, people always say one cat wonder, but how many people and you know since football began has that yeah, one yeah, cat? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so for me, I'm really. Proud it was of against it. France, wasn't it? You, you could, yeah, yeah, yeah. France. What, what was your memories of the day and and the game? <clears throat> Again, it was one of those things because Crouchy was in the squad and there were some players at the time. Carlton Cole was there and there were some yeah. players that, you know, played regularly for England yeah. at the time. Yeah. So for me, it was like, I probably won't even get on the pitch. 
That's what I kept thinking. Everything was like, I'm probably not going to get in the preliminary squad. I'm probably yeah. not going to get in the mm. squad. And I'm probably not going to play. And then all of a sudden, he says, you know, Jay, get warmed up. And I'm like, you know, I, uh, mate, I got that coat off so quick. I was breathing. <laughs> you know, you said I, don't, I didn't run that much. I was sprinting uh, up and down the line. <laughs> I done more running on the line than on the pitch. And then, um, you know, he brought me on and uh, it was kind of one of those ones. I went on the pitch and I'm looking around Wembley and I'm thinking... Wow, this is you know this is the pinnacle. This is what I've always wanted to yeah. to do, and you know to play against France yeah. at Wembley. It yeah. wasn't like I don't know who you made your debut against, and you know, yeah. but it wasn't like playing against Moldova. You know, I'm playing against yeah. France. There was like a With rivalry. Your family, yeah, the my family. Well. You know, it's in North London. Yeah, yeah. now yeah. all my family there, all my friends are there. It's a dream. Know. Every yeah. kid's dream. Yeah, exactly. So for me, like when people talk about one cat wonder. To play for your country just that one time. It's a massive, yeah. it's a massive achievement. It's a dream massive come true for me. Yeah. Um, what Were you surprised you didn't get a, another call up? No, because I, I mean, to be honest, um, Stuart Pearce come to watch me regularly in training. But I just picked up a few injuries. So I was unfortunate because I remember him saying, you know, I think there was, a, there was a, another meet up in... There's a November international break, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I think there's another meet-up in November and then there was another one in February or March or something like that. And he came to watch me in training before those. But I, I picked up injuries. Yeah. And it, I probably would have got in the squad again, but because of that, I didn't. And then when I did come back, my form wasn't great because, you know, when you when you kind of... When you're on a roll, when you're a forward, yeah. you score a goal, they just seem to like, you know, they might bounce off your leg and just go, yeah. Yeah. you know... But then when I came back, I think I scored like about three or four. You know, I got to 20, but it wasn't as prolific as the start of the season. Um, but then I was out of contract. And yeah. as much as I love Cardiff and I wanted to stay there, I love the city, I love the boys. I had Now I've had, I have aspirations yeah, yeah. to play again for England. And I just thought at the time um, that me being in the championship... Yeah, it wasn't going to work. It, it wasn't going to yeah. work, you know, because at the time, I think I did earn the call-up, but there was some luck in it because Rooney was injured and, yeah. and you know, players that played more regularly, you know, top players were were um, injured as well. So it kind of worked out for me in that way. But then I was unlucky that, you know, I picked up injuries and I wasn't able to to, to get back in the squad. Mm. You know, I think when, you know, I ended up going to QPR and I think, this is just my opinion, you can tell me what you think, but when you're a forward at a club that's fighting for relegation, it's you're barely touchable. touchable. And you can't really show your quality as a forward. Whereas, you know, you play midfield, you can go yeah, deep and get yeah, the ball. Yeah. You can influence the game in that way. You can make tackles, people yeah. like that. Whereas when you're a forward, people just look at you and is he scored? Yeah, yeah. You know, and if you don't score, people just you're say you can't do service. it. You're relying on service. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's like, you know, at the time, we had some good, really good players, but we had about four or five different managers, which wasn't good. You yeah. know, they're bringing their players. They don't fancy you. He fancies yeah, you. It was you a know. mess at the time, Jay. Yeah, it, it was. And, you know, financially it was great. Yeah. But, you know, football-wise, you know, I couldn't really show how good I was. Mm. And I'm not making excuses, no. you know. But, you know, that's what I feel when I look back at it. We, we talk about financial. Um, <clears throat> I want to move on to what really happened. So we're going to go back to a moment in your career that we're going to know, we want to know more about. Yeah. And we're going to take it back to the adventures in Asia. So, yeah. 2014, you fly to Thailand, yeah, um, and you play out there in the in the super the super league for a season. It wasn't that super though. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it like? What was it like? No, it, I mean it was one of those situations where I was, to be honest, I was earning good money at QPR, and you know when you're earning good money, you don't want your 
lifestyle to change dramatically. Mm. So like, I had offers, but you know, then this option came about and I was like, this is financially really good. How old was you at the time? I don't even know. I can't even remember, to be honest. What? I was 30, 31 or 32, right. maybe. Something like, maybe even 30, I can't remember. But it was like a financial thing and I was just mm. like, you know what, I can go there and, and play and try and raise the level of the league. Because I remember Robbie Fowler went there before yeah. me. So I, was, I didn't speak to Robbie, to be honest. Mm. I was just thinking, I'm going to go there and try and raise the... The, the level of the league and hopefully some other players might come um, but then after being there for like about three weeks I was like no I can't, I can't do this but then my missus is like listen just give it a chance you know see how things go and I remember going there and I just remember thinking this is so easy like, and I think as a football player you need competition yeah. to push yourself and try and get yeah. better you always need competition and at the time there was just no competition for me there but then I met an agent who was Japanese and he said to me, listen, the quality in, in Japan is like much better. Is much better. What was it like in terms of playing and communicating with players and culture? Yeah, I mean, again, you have to immerse yourself in the culture. But yeah. for me, I was, you know, I, I don't eat meat. So for me, it was great. I could just go there. The food was like amazing. You know, I don't even eat Japanese anymore because, you know, there's levels. Really? And here it's just bland there it's like amazing but I went there and you know they don't expect you to learn the language because it's so difficult that all yeah. the foreigners have a translator from day one to you know when you leave um, but you know the club at the time you know they had uh, Dunga there before yeah. um, so they had a bit of a you know in Japan they've got a history um, yeah. of like um, being one of the bigger teams um, so I went there and you know it was really good I really enjoyed it you know the stadiums you know you get 20,000 mm. packed yeah. every week um, very professional, really good players. You know, they. Had, I mean, Diego Forlan was there at the time, and um, you then, play with Diego. No, I played against him, but I remember, oh, like at the oh. time, I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, man, he's still good, man. He's yeah. still like, yeah, he's still yeah. scoring goals. His movement was really good. But then, as time went on, you know, you start to see more players come until until now, where there's yeah. like there was like, I mean, Iniesta's, you know, Podolski. Yeah. Iniesta. I played against him a, a, about a month ago. Did you? Yeah, wow. I don't really like swapping shirts, but like when I was in Italy and yeah, you know. Was he still doing bits? Yeah, no defending. He literally like walking back. But (laughs) when that ball goes to him, mate, he's doing ridiculous things like plucking the ball out of the air, putting it through people's legs. Yeah, amazing. Um, So I was like, I need to get his shirt before you know before I leave. Well, look, you're back in England. Um, How are you? Because you had a heart surgery, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I had a heart surgery, but yeah, I feel fine now. But at the time, it was like really scary because I remember I played a game and I played the ninety minutes. I felt. You know, fine. Got man in the match, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> and um, yeah, and but in the game, last like five minutes, I twisted my ankle. It weren't bad, but like it was like a sprain. So like, the manager said to me, you know, take a week off because international break. So I took a week off, and then when I came back, um, I was training with a fitness coach. You know, as you do doing yeah. sprints and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I didn't feel right. And you know, when you're training, you, you know, normally you deep breathe. You're breathing deeply, and you're like. Whew. But I was like, <gasps> like gasping. Right. And I was like, something came right here. But I trained for like two or three days with this. And then it was like a day before the game, I did the training match. Like, I think it was like 8v8 or something like that. And then uh, I went to the physio afterwards and I was like, I need, to, I need to go and see a doctor, like a respiratory doctor. At the time I was at home thinking, you know, something's wrong, but I didn't want to believe it, you know. Yeah. So then when I went to the hospital, it was kind of like the confirmation he said, you're not going to be able to play football for about six months. And he was like, you need to have surgery like, like now. Really? I had the surgery and I said, so, you know, when will I start feeling good? And the surgeon was like, oh, you can, 
probably start playing again in a month. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. He said, you can start playing again in a month. You can probably start training after a couple of weeks, lightly. All right, then. I was like, maybe I'd, you know, continue then. Yeah. But now... Oh, good. Yeah, I feel, I feel good now. All right, we're back on the Premier League. Because obviously yeah. I take it you've always been watching the Premier League from yeah, when yeah. you were in Japan. But That's the only thing you can watch. Let's, uh, let's talk Premier League. Um, who are you tipping to, to win the league this year? Man City. Really? Yeah, I think Man City. I think even though they don't have a forward, I mean, you see them last night, right? Yeah. They, they, it's like, <clears throat> you know, they don't really need a forward. They've got so many players. It's confident that though. I mean, Liverpool going strong, Chelsea are doing... Are but doing they're going to lose, they're going to lose Mane and, and Salah mm. for the African nations, right? Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think that will be a massive blow, especially in, in this it's, kind of period. Yeah. It's, I think, I think we lose it's about six or seven games. Yeah. They're going to miss them. That's massive. That is big. Yeah, it is. It, because... And, and I think if you go Liverpool's first eleven, Man City's first eleven, Chelsea's first eleven, because of Salah and Mane, like you probably tip Liverpool, but yeah. it's not like that now. Modern football, you have to rotate. There's play, you know, they're going to lose players, and losing them to is massive. Yeah. But like I've always backed Chelsea from the start, yeah. But Pep's got them in the swing. He gets so he goes on these runs, doesn't he? Where he gets like two, three months where they just just decimating everyone, yeah. 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 and they're in that at the moment. So, and I, I think they might add a striker as well. In the next window, mm. yeah, do that, it's hard yeah. to buy. Well, you're available. In that team, I could. Um, no, but I think they will buy someone. I think they will buy someone. I think. I, I mean, I see there was linked to that. Um, is it Vahilovic at Fiorentina? Yeah. I like him. Mm-hmm. He looks like that kind of player that yeah. could come and score goals. I think Harry Kane. I think that's dead now. Yeah, yeah. And that it's because he's not. Yeah, because he's not perform. Oh, he's not performing. Mm. As much as I think he's one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah. He's not performing. So I think that 100 million tag now that there was an over it, they should have took it then. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, they're not going to get it now. Well, look, talking of not performing, um, three teams to go down. Which, what, what are we saying here? There's, 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 there's a little cluster now appearing mm. down there, isn't it? I think Leeds are in danger, Sid. Yeah. I, do, I, I really said do. That last I said couple that of yesterday weeks, as well. We? Yeah. Because I watched them at Chelsea and they acquitted themselves well. But when I. But, we will talk about Bielsa being this this this, this genius, mate. He, he needs to do something to change to stop the rot with his team. They can't just be when you're low on confidence. They're throwing bodies forward, throwing bodies forward with no real convictions. Big injury list. I don't think they defend well. I think Leeds could go. They they face Arsenal on the weekend at Ellen Road. Uh, yeah. Do you see Leeds getting anything at the moment? No, or? I, I think the thing about Leeds that I don't like, it, you know, you you guys, you know, they're seeing these games and, and analysing it. But for me, when I watch it, I'm looking at it thinking you can't go from man for man against the top teams in the yeah. country no. because all they do is you know they'll play a one-two round you they're gone they might beat you with skill they're gone mm. and you see that yesterday like you know defenders are coming through the middle mm. it's like all of a sudden you're in the final third mm. I think they went in they went something like 39 passes or something like that in the final third yeah, yeah. you know and I'm looking at that I'm thinking like you said he's meant to be the special one and all yeah. this kind of stuff but I look at it and I think if you are then why are you yeah, yeah. you know setting your teams up especially against the big boys and being resolute and then playing counter attack because yeah, they had yeah, some yeah. good individuals yeah I agree I agree with and also with, with Bielsa you know I, I'd just like to see see him do something different now we've got a big reputation I mean he comes out he sits on the bucket then mm. he's got his translator it's, it's great you know the culture's there but there's there's, there's serious they're, they've fallen away and yeah. they need, something needs to change well, so I think they'll be I think they'll go Leeds Leeds, Leeds are in danger. Uh, a team that's actually flying at the minute, Crystal Palace. Watford mm. played Palace. Patrick Vieira, he's mm. got them ticking down there. Conor Gallagher's playing really well. Yeah. We spoke on, on, on previous shows. Um, should be a good game. 
be a good game seeds. Um, going back with Palace and Vieira, I, I, I tipped them. I thought they'd struggle. Yeah, I did remember at the start, yeah, season, yeah. and I, I'm happily proven wrong because you know I like the club. I like I like Patrick Vieira. You want to see the great players become great managers, mm. and also for, for for young Connor, again like coaching him at Chelsea on a few occasions and that. And now I now I look back at it with hindsight. What a strong character yeah. mentally. You know, like someone met them players who are mentally elite. He's yeah. one of them. Yeah. He's just going to keep getting better was, and better and better. Was he that good then? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I looked at him, and I'm looked at him, and I'm I'm comparing him to Mason Mount and Callum Hudson Odoi. Maybe um, yeah. was just a tad ahead of him yeah. at the time. And then he was a great lad, and he had great ability. But there was other guys shining. But then when I look back and I look at how he acquitted himself around mm. this, and Billy Gilmore as well, yeah, to be yeah, fair, yeah. How, the, you know, how they trained, how they, how they behaved, how they, you know, I remember walking in and, and they're both 19, playing in the, um, the Euro, Europa, European League yeah. um, under 19s, and they'd be watching their clips back like every morning. I'm thinking, that is, that's fantastic, wow. you know, like, yeah. and, and then they, they train at 100%. So, Conor Gallagher is going to keep getting better and better because he's got elite level yeah. mentality. Yeah. I think that was a bit like you, City, you know, to be honest. We all developed in our different ways. Yeah, I mean, I you was advanced more than me and yeah. I had to work you ended up day. having You ended up having the best career. Well, I had you to know, work and, but, yeah, but you had a fantastic career still. You achieved the most out of all of us. Mm. But at the time, without being, you know, I'm not being disposed with you, it's mm. honest. Um, you know, you didn't, at that time, you know, there was like David Noble, there yeah. was me, there was Pennant. Yeah. And, you know, you went a bit under the radar, but then you developed later, but then you, yeah. you know, went to higher heights, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, since you, maybe something you said to me once, I can't remember you said it, because when you had an injury, mm. you used to put it in a little box. Yeah, mate. Yeah. So, like, so if you're carrying a knock, it was frustrating as a football, and something yeah. you really said, oh, he said, and that times like, oh, got a bad knee, right, put that in the box for 90 minutes and look, at, look after that afterwards. I actually said it to my little boy. He's only nine. Stick it in the box. <laughs> Stick it in the box, play the game, deal with it afterwards. <laughs> that's the bit like, that's that mentality. Yeah. I said, if, when I look at young players now, more and more, um, and I, I try and think of the, the three things I need, you, elite level technique, elite level physicality, elite level mentality. And, yeah. and if you can get two of them free, you've got you're on play. the line. You're on but the I think way. the technique and the mentality is the most important because... I look at football these days, mm. the players that have a great career throughout their mm-hmm. career yeah. are the ones that have the technique and the mentality. Yeah. The ones that are speed demons, as soon yeah. as they lose their speed, they don't know how to yeah. play football. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because they rely on it so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's the players that play into their 30s mm. and 30, mid-30s or whatever, mm. they have the mentality, the movement mm. and, you know, and the technique which yeah. helps them still flourish. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, sorry, because Jay's, Jay's here, but Jay's, you had elite level technique. I don't need to tell that. You know yeah. that. But hundred percent. You had elite level technique, and physically, you were top. It's just the mentality. mentality the mentality. Yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? said that. To be honest, we didn't touch on it. Do you know when um, when I left Arsenal? When I got called into Liam Brady's office, when I left, yeah, he called me to Highbury, right? And I'm sitting in his office, and I, at the time, I was thinking, I'm sitting there like, whatever. And then, um, oh, what's his name again? Charlie George mm. walks through the door, and he's like. He's like, Liam, I hope you're giving him a new deal. He's a fantastic player. You know, he's going to be one for the future. He walks out, door closes. Jay, we're putting you on a transfer list. And I remember thinking, what just wow. happened there? <laughs> he's talking about I'm one of the best youngsters and I'm going to play. And then you yeah, just yeah. tell me I'm going to transfer list. And I remember thinking at the time, like, fuck, man. Wow. But I think as a kid, looking up, looking forward, I think, like you said, 
yeah. players that do well and flourish early like this kind of yeah. guy because I like him but I never yeah. see him when he was you know I've never yeah. seen him play at younger ages I yeah. look at him and I think to me he looks like a, a like a Frank Lampard almost yeah. arriving yeah. in the box yeah. scoring goals getting assists yeah. and I look at him and I think I like his character you know the other night was a difficult a difficult game yeah. you know but he always seems to turn up in the right areas yeah, at the yeah, right yeah. time and you know he killed the game and got man in the match and it was fantastic for mm. him well, let's give you some Coral odds. Um, Coral will give you odds of 25 to 1 if you think Crystal Palace will beat Watford 3-0. We just spoke about them. Yeah. Uh, if you think Leeds will nick a 1-0 win at Ellen Road, Coral will give you odds of 11 to 1. And finally, it's 18 to 1 for Liverpool to beat Spurs 3-1 on Sunday. That's good. That's it. You like that? Yeah. That's I'd take that one you more like than that? any yeah. of them. Right, move on to the Super Series. Um, I'm going to ask you both four simple questions about the Newcastle Man City match taking place at St James's Park this weekend. Uh, quick fire answers, okay? Um, so it's Newcastle Man City. Who's going to win the match? Is that a true question? <laughs> <laughs> Got to ask it. It's the Coral Football Super Series. Who's going to win the match? Man City. Man City. The odds, uh, can I just say, the odds have got to be the biggest price that there's ever, ever been, been in a Premier League game. Yeah. Uh, we have Especially after last game. night. Mate, who's going to back Newcastle? <laughs> well, listen, I'm sure someone's going to back them on Coral. Uh, who will score the first goal? That's tough. What, player? Yeah, who's going to score, well, who's gonna score the first the goal? De Bruyne, yeah. Bernardo Silva. Oh, he's good this year. Yeah. Good shout. Uh, how many corners? 15. Well, that's not a bad guess. Eleven. You love <laughs> your bank. Uh, and lastly, how many players will be carded? I don't think Newcastle are going to get close enough to kick them, so I'm going to go one. If Fernandinho plays, you always say one. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll go four. Okay. Four. Right. Total, yeah. People at home, remember you can play along also. Just head over to coral.co.uk, answer the questions correctly to win cash prizes, but please gamble responsibly. Um, right, that's all we've got time for. Jay, absolute pleasure. Um, you're back home for Christmas yeah. and stuff so have a great Christmas with all Thank the family you, you too, you too. Uh, we're seeing each other Sunday yeah, yeah. with all the, the Arsenal youth boys so yeah, that should be Sunday. that should be eventful you can't come we've we got a little we've got a little get together best, yeah. best Arsenal youth team innit yeah well why not listen we're not West Ham team and we can have a little, like little, little game let's get in the cage cage do you think you'll get do you think you'll win I don't know man I've seen a couple of the bellies on them and <laughs> I'm not sure how we go. are you still doing a bit because oh, I've got my team in on a Sunday, top of the league. Right, Cole, I'm going to see you on the next show. Um, yeah. Right, remember, you can find us on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast from. You have been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. We've had a great time. We hope you have as well. See you next time. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. <laughs>